Alright, you guys, um, welcome back to part two. Yay. Did you miss us? Yeah, that's what I think. Mm. You, you think, think Banksy's a collective? Yeah. That's like Shakespeare. Some people think Shakespeare was a collective of writers. Why can't Banksy be that? Well, that makes sense. There's always like, you know, I guess in comedy, being a root of comedy, uh, a lot of the top comedians have got a writing team for them, mm-hmm. so it, it kind of fits the narrative a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like I said, I'm very, very, very amateur when it comes to, to art, understanding art, what it is, what it's about. I do know Banksy, and of course, Banksy or... Whoever you want to... If you want to call them he, she, it, they collective uh they're british so i've got an affinity for them or him or he or she or the pronouns mm-hmm. and um, then we, we got, got six so uh, we talked about six of the um artworks yeah and i should say at this point these are these were submitted by peter our uh, number three two one one two three where is he where are you <laughs> <laughs> But before, before that, we, we have, have to give uh, Julian a shout-out. We don't do, like, we, we didn't, we forgot to give him a shout-out. That's right, and Julian, if you're listening, we apologize. We appreciate you, Julian. Thank you. Yeah, and everything you're doing for the Qingdao community, um, all the sort of charitable efforts that, that you're putting forward and organizing organizing and bringing people together and something funny really happened so like my experience i haven't met him face to face but i'm going to see him on the 23rd because i'll be the one of the photographers of the event um so julian um i mean i was in the group uh and then i mean i'm still in the group i was added to the group and then julian dropped this uh poster uh beautifully designed you can tell that like a lot of time has been invested in them and then like searching for photographers um between him dropping that um poster and me saying you found your photographer it was really hilarious because like 10 seconds into that i just went through it i'm like like, he should have just asked in the group, you know, we're looking for photographers. Like, so ten, literally, it's 10 seconds, and then I said, you, you found your photographer, and some people started laughing in the group. And then I heard from Jasper that he, you know, they managed to uh, design another poster, but this time looking for volunteers, and they were looking for 20 people to, you know, help with water, you know, like medals and, and uh, you know, the, the kit, the bag that, that goes for the runners and all that. Uh, so they were looking for 20 of them, and the same thing happened with those people. They threw in the poster, and then quickly you got 20, 25 people, even 30 people were like, hey, we can help. And then it was like, this means that people really find value in what you do. And uh, obviously, the, it was really respectful and professional uh, for them to design or put some effort into designing those posters. But the funny part is like the the reaction time for them to find people to 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 volunteer was phenomenal. Instant, yeah, straight away. Um, I noticed how you didn't didn't ask to take part in the run. 
Yeah. Well, well, I yeah, was going to run. And run. I'm not going to. I was going to run. So I was like waiting for. Like, I was having second thoughts. Do I run? I was going to run the 6K. I was not going to do the family walk, the 3K. I was going to run the, the 6K because I think I can, I can still make it. Um, and I said, all right, um, I'm going to do this tomorrow. I was kind of procrastinating, but I knew deep in my heart I'm going to be one of the runners. And then that poster came up. I'm like, oh, I can't avoid this now. The running has to wait. And did Julian, is he going to allow you to do the photographs there? Well, yes. Uh, we've, we've planned it. I'll be, um, I'll be working uh, uh, at the 3K route. And there'll be some family uh, events for the children. Uh, I think they have some games and activities. So I'll be taking that part, like uh, that part of the project. You nice. think it as a project. And, and there's, there's another gentleman, gentleman I, I think his name, sorry, I think his name is uh, Mickey. Um, again, I haven't met Mickey, and today I had the chance, right before the podcast, but, you know, um, to have a chat with him on WeChat, and then I followed his Instagram, and his, his photos are really amazing. He's into street photography, and yeah, his, his work is really amazing. And, of course, Julian's work as well. <laughs> so keep it up, buddy. Yep. We're rooting for you, trying to spread the word for you as well. And we can't wait for your future events. Definitely. And I hope this one goes, like, amazing. Yeah. I'm sure it will. I hope, and I'm sure. I don't doubt that for a minute. Uh, especially with waves behind them as well. So we've got six pictures that were uh, lined up by Peter yep. or Pete, Big Pete, however you want to address him. Uh, these are six of his favorite works by Banksy. He's a huge Banksy fan. Mm -hmm. uh, he talks about them a lot. Loves the meaning behind them, so is it because we're lucky enough to have Elvis on the show, and uh, it'd be great to get a professional's insight into the pictures that we've got in front of us. Um, so let's start with the first one, it's called Javelin Throw or Javelin Guy. Um, features an athlete, oh, I love it. I mean, it says so much with so little the javelin, an Olympic javelin thrower. But instead of throwing a javelin, it's a, a missile, that yeah. he's, a very thin missile that he's about to pole vault mm -hmm. out there. And it just speaks to you about how this person is what it means to represent a country in a time of peace. But he's doing something with the javelin that would be considered a, you know, an act of war. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what he's trying to convey out there, talking about different ways countries interact with one another, whether it be through sports or through ballistic missiles. Yes, I just hope it's not about trying to glorify uh, glorify war. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> because I think the Olympics is about being the, the best of the best. Yeah, so you don't want to be human. seen as being the best at war, do you? I mean, that's not a good message to send. I, I think that uh, it could be. Well, that's the beauty of it. Like, 
we can interpret it differently, right? Yeah. And uh, I think that, um, like, I mean, it also parallels like how during the Olympics, when people are competing in sports, um, war, like there are countries at war, but. That are conflicted the, with the each cameras other. are focusing on the athletes, so he's yeah. kind of uh, he has replaced the javelin with the missile to show them that both yeah. both uh, events taking place during that time uh, it can be require like, uh, the the attention of cameras. But you can also you can also sort of argue as well um, in an Olympic event or any sporting event. Recently, when countries can coexist peacefully in that space, mm -hmm. in that space, so I think that sends a powerful message. Yeah, mm -hmm. it actually reminds me of uh, the event, the Olympics that were held in Brazil, where Rio, were, the, the, yeah, the, the, the Rio Olympics, they were all focused on the stadium and this lavished uh, exterior, and the news was reporting on the harsh exploitation and of the, the Amazon, Amazon forest, right? Yeah, and uh, the evictions of all the people that they had to move in order to build these... The yeah, aboriginals. Yeah, to build these uh, new Olympic villages and camera buildings and telecommunication events just for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. no, I mean, I don't want to start talking about Olympics in too much detail because that's not the point of... Oh, yeah, no, yeah. this piece is just... That, uh, it, it speaks too much about... Mm. I mean, if, I had, if I had one question about any country that's hosted the Olympics, I mean, economically speaking, you know, has it been a success? No. For China, it was. For China, it was. Well, it, like, in 2008, when we had the Beijing Olympics, um, I, I witnessed the morale of the people. Oh, don't get me wrong, the event itself is amazing for yeah. the country. But, yeah. I mean, the aftermath, you mean. Well, yeah, um, I mean, I sort of, you know, um, every time about they, all these abandoned stadiums and areas. Well, yeah, that, that's, that's the sad part of it, right? Well, well Beijing, Beijing still uses like no, Beijing, the regatta that we have in Qingdao is still like operational, right? I'm not saying everywhere, but most, yeah, most, most like in, in, in Greece, for example, in in um, uh, Rio, like uh, the, the the Brazil. Yeah, uh, but. At the same time, you're right about how the Olympics isn't really a good thing for a lot of countries, especially, I remember, a Winter Olympics that was held in Canada back in the 70s, they built an airport for that Olympic, and after it was over, the airport just had to shut down because mm -hmm. no flights would go through there, because it was so out of the way. Mm -hmm. So it was a really bad investment for Canada, yeah. and they had to bite the bullet. Spending billions. Yeah. The, the most recent one, though, like the Tokyo one was... Uh, like yeah, that was the pandemic, but it was it was a. I mean, Japan took a big hit. But all that investment, I mean, yeah, a lot of athletes couldn't make it as well. Now I don't want to digress. Yeah. Again. But yeah, that's only one piece that Bank B wants people to think about. Look at look at what we've, we've transferred <laughs> from the original yeah. name to an in-depth or what could Wait be. Wait for the second one. one. I think I'm we're going to go on to our second. The second one. Well, I think my wife would love this one. It's called Shop Till You Drop. Yeah. Um, I'm not a big shopping guy. I don't really buy too many things for myself. Uh, but again, following the narrative, it's there. Um, it's about consumerism, right? You know, I don't want to 
criticize privacy because I'm in a position to criticize. But even with the first one, second one, I mean, why does that have to be a, a, a female that shops? To, that looks like a female, matter, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's very stereo, very stereotyped, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it's also, even the name itself is very stereotypical. When people say stop till you drop, they usually associate it with women. Mm-hmm. They usually associate it with men. But you're right about that. I don't know why it needs to be a female falling with a shopping cart. Maybe because it, you know, makes the message clear because mm-hmm. he's, he's doing it so quickly. He can't, you know, make people think, you know, too long when they look at a piece. That's my point of view. What, what are you like? like um, I mean, I also, right, like, um, Think about it, the time until you drop. I mean, what kind of message are we? Is he trying to get across? That? Shop, shop till you die. Shop till you got no more energy. Shop till you got to drop everything because you got some kind of addiction to buying, like hoarding or something. You know, like hoarding is one thing I think. Yeah. Well, that's an, that's a proper addiction. That's probably a mental health illness. Hoarding. Yeah, that's not even shopping. A lot of people don't see it that way. There's people that are affected by it, though. Yeah, but they, they, they don't, don't see it as a mental illness. Like, uh, it's, it's just a um, quirk, defense, yeah. defense mechanism. Like, people think that if I start hoarding, uh, when things go wrong, I, I'll have things that I need, which is like the 10,000 things that they buy. The things that we need are like, you can, like, it's, it's a list of 10 things at most, I think. Well, they'll have stuff. I mean, I think, so, again, digressing a little bit, we're talking about orders that collect a lot of things. They're generally people that kind of struggle socially. Mm-hmm. Around, be around. Or they just lose their, uh, their um, insecurities to... A different aspect yeah. of their life. The channel you to... Well, it's something they can control, isn't it? Yeah. That's why I guess this is what he's trying to say. Maybe another message. Actually, a lot of the way people shop nowadays is out of control. When was the last time you were offered something? Like, like you were, like, you bought something and then it was upsold. Like, the, the shop assistant, the system went on and tried to upsell. And then you said, I'll go with this. Uh, I think when I went to go buy a camera... They were really pushing this other camera that had features that I didn't need. And they were like, oh, but it has this and this and this. And it can go so much farther and batteries. And I'm like, look, buddy, uh, I know what I want. I'm, I'm not here. I'm only here because I can't find this online. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. But that's really the problem. Because a lot of people are susceptible to salesmen and saleswomen upselling things and trying to make you... Or cross-selling. That's another... Yeah. Don't get me started on that. Because oh. there's one thing you need to know start, about marketing. Start, one start. thing you need to know about marketing, the number one thing is this. You listening people, if they're trying to sell you something, you don't need it. Mm-hmm. Speaking from experience, yeah. of course. Did you sell stuff? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. What was, what was your product? Uh, ice cream. Oh, come on. No, come on, man. Ice cream. Ice cream. Think, about Think about it. How do you, you, you don't need to upsell ice cream, Jesus? Yeah, but imagine selling ice cream to people when it's not hot. Oh. That's when oh, you start telling on. them. Okay. You don't need, you don't need hot. Just yeah. eat ice cream. Ice cream is all around. I don't remember having ice cream in winter in Lebanon. But since I moved to China, I think ice cream has become a... It's, it's, it's an, an all-around 
like it's an all year round tree. Well, tree. Okay, think. Let's uh, sort of side note for a minute. Okay, during the winter months, my apartment gets so hot. Mm. I, it's the middle of winter. Outside, it's minus four, five, six. Uh-huh. But got the, the underfloor yeah. heating, my apartment's so hot. I'm walking around t-shirts, shorts. I swear to God, man. And I'm like sweating. You know what I want right now? So oh, I, yeah. I remember <laughs> I saw you once in your apartment. For a second, I thought that a zebra was going to come out from the back. That's how hot it was. Right. There were other animals, too. Shall we move to the next one? Yeah. This one is, I think... Uh, that one and the fifth one are my favorites. Let's see this one. Well, don't get me started on this oh, one. Yeah. I've got some very strong opinions on how people mobile use phones. mobile phones. Well, cell phones for, uh, for our guests. So this this uh, mural is titled Mobile Lovers. And then you have a couple. They're kissing. And they're both looking at their cell phones. It's not a kiss. They're not kissing. It's just merely body contact. They're focused on their phones. Mm, yeah. There's no passion. There's no intimacy. There is no love between them right now. They just want the screen time. Yeah. yeah. They're together. We had an episode on, on a rectangle time, right? We did. A long time ago. A long, long time ago. Wow. Yeah, but yeah this piece does... It's pretty straightforward. You're the expert. It's straightforward. Let's hear it. Just talking about the same thing people have always been talking about, how technology is a tool, and sometimes people don't know how to handle tools, and it makes wedges in lives, whether it's a newspaper, a radio, podcast, or even a cell phone. People see this, and they indulge in it to the point where they lose focus in what's right in front of their face, Mm -hmm. like a person kissing them. Yeah, and I should just add on to that, you know, you should never forget the ones you love, right? Yeah, you should never forget, forget that, that, that time, the face-to-face time where it's you yeah. and the person you care about. Like, none of this real words, real words. Yeah. Real actions. Right. Like, you have, maybe you have 700 friends on WeChat, but you got that one friend that will help you move on a Thursday morning. That's, that's way but worth more than all those friends on your phone. Yeah. And, you know, I would... I'd call that friend as well. Yeah. I'd say, hey, can you help me out? I wouldn't try a message and say, oh, I need your help. I'd, I'd ask them, know. you know. He'd properly be like, hey, mm-hmm. I know you, you know me, you know what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go move this couch. <laughs> Gotta move again. <laughs> and, uh, like, obviously this was done a long time ago, and right now, I think... We are overdoing this, right? I mean, not we, but people like, um, every time I'm driving, I see people like they got one hand on the uh, driving wheel and then they got a phone the other. Yeah, it's so bad. That's like, that's dangerous. I think the next Formula One races should be like multitasking like that. Oh, 300 kilometers. The way people drive. Lewis Hamilton live streaming is. Vodafone. TikTok. Yeah. Doyen fans yeah. whilst racing. I'm just going around the corner now. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's sad, sad, really. Like, and the, the, the taxi drivers, uh, they got a phone that's running the app, like a, like a Lyft or, or um, 
the Uber app, yeah. like the equivalent of those uh, DD, and then you got another one that's they got the drivers WeChat group, and then people are throwing stuff, and then red envelopes. He's driving uh, with one hand, and then he's trying to get those red packets, the money that's yeah. been shared in the group. Uh, sometimes he's like uh, answering, they're talking about really nonsense, you know, and then it, it, it's, I mean, you're working and the safety of your uh, passengers, passengers out there. like your, your own safety is number one. Like, yeah. I mean, could you not just throw it and say, hey, hey guy, um, can you not? You, you would usually still like, can you like, yeah, um, hands. Hands on 10 and 2 or something. I mean, I'm not, like, I'm, I'm very sort of antisocial when it comes to using public transport. I'm just sort of a guy that has earphones in, put up, don't want to interact with anyone. But if I felt the guy was driving unsafe, I'd be like, yo, yo, what are you doing? Yeah. Can you not please? Right, maybe this works for the rest of the day, but between now and when I get to my destination, yeah. don't do that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I have a lot to lose. I'd rather not, you know, get into serious accident because you're carrying about, I don't know, Red Packet or talking about some kind of new movie or new squid game. Or whatever, or whatever it could be, you know. Um, exactly. Like you said, man, technology, there's, I mean, advantages, disadvantages. Yeah. But if we go back to the, the, the picture, I mean, yeah. it goes back to a conversation we were having. We have a lot about social interactions and how Really, they're not what they used to be. I mean, God, people think I'm so old by saying this, but you cannot be a face-to-face conversation. It's what these youngsters need to know. Dating apps and funerals are being streamed now. Yeah. Funerals? Yeah. No, not yes. Yes. Yeah. Weddings. I went to a wedding through the internet. Well, okay, I get. I. Hey, this Michael's going through cultural shocks. I should time. Yeah, I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw a dollar into the pot. You right? don't. You get. But not not for the word. I'm mm. gonna use another word. Pandemic. There's a dollar. All right. right. During the pandemic, I get that's two dollars. Uh, I get interactive. Uh, not funerals, but interactive weddings. I can kind of see that. Yeah. Right when there was lockdown, can't travel anywhere. But in in we're in sort of normal times now. Certainly here in Qingdao, it's normal everyday life. Yeah. So who in their right mind would want to stream a funeral? I mean, who in their right mind would want to watch a funeral? Yes. Yeah, all right. All right. Oh, I'm watching this funeral out of respect for the. Go, go there. Pay respect to the person. Yeah. I don't know, it's just, just too much now, I guess. Or, well, thank you, Banksy, yeah. for making us think about this. A lot about that. The, the next, next one, I can, I can relate to that, because we were not allowed to play ball games in my neighborhood, because we had those elderly people, and then they were always, sometimes they would just take the ball and, and you know, Maybe you had to buy a new one. That's it. Yeah, so, like, yeah. Holy the next one is so Alvis, yeah. uh, talk to us about the next picture. About no, knowing a girl no, throwing no a ball. sign that reads, No ball games, and they're so happy. 
throwing mm-hmm. this sign into the air and catching it. I love it. It's just yeah, instead sort of the, the whimsy of use and yeah. how children don't really mind breaking the rules because they'll find any any reason or any resource to find joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. Because it says no ball games, and they're like, "Well, okay, let's find a solution to this," mm-hmm. and they're enjoying it nonetheless. It's just sad because the sign was made by an adult to say, "Oh, no ball games here," because they just don't want ball games. They don't want children to play. Yeah, yeah and I think, think and, and the, the word ball, ball is yeah. in the top one hundred lexic, like the vocabulary of a kid. Oh yeah, yeah of course. So and then it's a. Uh, it's, it's a source of their happiness. Yeah. So, like, you, you take, take that, that away. It's, it's, it's a, a, to me, a bowl is a football, a soccer bowl, uh, was the equivalent of food, water, or just clothes. So, I, it was a need for me. Well, I think with bowl games, any kind of sort of active game like that, it's a fundamental part of child development. Yeah. Right? Not only does it promote being social and knowing how to interact with other children of your age, making friends, but it, it's exercise, yeah. it's hand-eye coordination, it's balance, it's fun, it's entertainment, it's finding out what kind of sports or hobbies you like or don't like. That's all yeah. development, yeah. and kids need that. Yeah. Right? They also need uh, what I think sports provide the most, which people take underrated, which is teaching sportsmanship and how to have t- real teamwork skills that you can take to the real world. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it shows as well. Signs, signs on everything. Not, Just because a sign goes up doesn't mean people are going to follow it. Yeah, yeah right. Look Especially kids, right? Especially kids. Especially kids. Well, I don't want to play. I'm going to play. Right? Do it. Someone's going to drag me away to stop me doing that, right? Put me in the slammer if you think I'm not going to play with a ball. <laughs> Like, what's the word like you, you play ball games next to a sign that says no ball games? Quite frankly, who's going to punch you for that? Well, well we, we, get, we, I, we got, got beaten up by the neighbors. Like, and then some, some of them complained to my parents. Oh, my goodness. You got punished and beaten up for yeah. having fun. Yeah, yeah. And, and it wasn't at night. It was like in the daytime. It was the daytime. Like, when, uh, like there, there was always someone in the neighborhood who was seriously ill. Last, Last time, time I went home, it was like 2018, and my neighborhood, like, you know when, when you're a small kid, and then you have this area, which was our football uh, field, or we, like, we didn't have, like, um, goals or posts. The goals were, like, we all saw the post, we all saw the bar, but it was a wall, and then part of the window was the top, like, the, the bar, and then, you had a crack on the right side. That 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 crack. We all saw it as the right post. And okay. We, yeah. We kind of went VAR technology at like in the eighties and nineties. Like if VAR was not in the, the it was a human VAR, and then people would go like, okay, like fifty percent of the ball was here, so it, it was the, the the post. It wasn't in. Nice. So we had this discussion. It was all brotherly, friendly, you know, uh, kind of discussion, and then. As a grown-up person, you go back to that neighborhood, that same, let's say, like, uh, 7 by 30 meter uh, area that looked so vast and wide and, you know, big, in, in your eyes, it seems so small now. 
Yeah. As a grown up, the whole thing is like, I'm like, how did we run for days, like for hours here? You know, it was like, it, like the bowl that we passed, the long bowls, like they looked like they're traveling like miles. You were in the stadium. Yeah, you know, it's just like a, it's nothing. Yeah. Right? It's yeah. still there though, right? The thing is, there most, most of those people complaining they have passed. No, but I mean the area. The area is still there. The cracks are there. The windows still every day. Everything that that's there is there. Like, sorry, I'm getting a bit nostalgic here. Um, but like, deep in my heart, like I'm really happy that those people are not there anymore. But there are no children to run around anymore. That's the sad part because. Um, most, most of those, those um, uh, kids who, whom I played with in my neighborhood, they're abroad, just like me. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are in Canada, some of them are in Europe. And that new generation that was supposed to run around there, play football, make some noise, it just gone. Oh, are they on their phones, are they? No, no, it's just, they just, they're not there anymore. Yeah. Well, it's all right. Or they may have either, like, uh, even moved out of the neighborhood. Like my sister did, for example. Like, she, she doesn't live in my neighborhood anymore. Uh, Elvis, picture number five. Uh, Banksby, on, a bit, on holiday, mm. with a, a giant seagull graffitied on a wall about to eat from a dumpster, which is great because it's... So playful. I don't know if your voice is being picked up, is it? I mean, yeah, I think it's being picked up. I can hear it clearly. All right. <laughs> but yeah, this seagull is so large and it's so hungry. Going to this giant dumpster to go and devour whatever people have left, which is just a fun thing that you notice on a holiday. Mm. These birds just out there looking for any scrap. And it just so happens that this one's very large and it's going over to this dumpster. And they, 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 do, you think, do you think that's because there's so much trash around the seagulls to scavenge from? Yeah. No, that's, that's the whole point. such a large gong. Yeah. That's what I, I mean, think. The seagulls, in the picture, the seagulls bigger than the dumpster. Yeah. Yeah, it's twice as big, right? At least twice as big. No, yeah, it's large. Yeah. But that's what I think it's so nice because it takes something ordinary and enlarges it to make the impact extraordinary. Mm. It's so large that it makes you think about the kind of garbage you leave around. Because we don't think about leaving a piece, a wrapper, or a half-eaten hot dog on the floor. No, I would say about at least the trash there is in a dumpster. Yeah, at least it's not on the floor. I but a lot of times these are like, let's say, like at the beach, uh, they're like um, trash bins, right? And then yeah. when we're not there, I don't know if like they're regularly maintained or the kind of trash that we, we're produced like, like we're, we're leaving behind, behind. and the, the birds do not really know that like that is food or plastic they just the birds, okay. the birds know there's still fish and chips yeah they know that much. <laughs> they do, but sometimes the bags go into their stomach with them yeah. so they, they don't know that the bags are packaging yeah i guess there's a, another message just about waste when when one of the first things you said in this podcast, know your layers, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Ah, I guess. So, so what we're doing now is layering the conversations. Mm -hmm. we're, we're, we're peeling back the layers and yeah. seeing where it's going to take us. 
I mean, animals are smart, they're clever, they, they, they can work things out eventually. Yeah. No, I see this as a pretty whimsical piece that's yeah. just talking about going to the beach and having seagulls out there making a mess. Um, I, I gotta disagree with you, with you Michael. Weird animals, animals are we that smart? smart? I don't know. You should think from that <laughs> angle, right? I think we're pretty yeah, smart. I mean, we're smart. You can't deny it. We're, smart. we're not even able to um, get off plastic like, consistently. Like how many? But we could. Years we could. We could. We could. Yeah. Yeah. But we're just right now. We're trying to do something about it. We're just doing about it too late. It doesn't mean we're not smart. We know how to do it. It's yeah. just about putting something in place that everyone can follow and get behind and and, and control. Yeah. So that's that's something we do. We have the time for it, but like can. Well, it's individualism, isn't it? Like, we're moving into the carbon footprint. So she's, which is, yeah. Yeah. And this is so supposed to be pretty environmental, right? Like, our professional guest, Elvis, Elvis, it's whimsical. And me and you were talking Especially since the title comes from his gallery piece called Banksby on Holiday. So on holiday, you really just let go. You don't really think of anything too dark. Oh yeah. Yeah. Could you hear that more? yeah. Sponsored by ASMR. <laughs> Sponsored by Dream Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. Right, and the last one also uh, touches the consumerism. Uh, consumerism. Elvis, what do you think? Oh, this one is just a bunch of women in robes crying and kneeling, mm. looking at a sign saying "Sale ends today." Oh, women again. Yeah. Shopping. Correlation. Yeah, that is true. I didn't get that. But yeah, women shopping. But it's, they're wailing and crying as if, you know, a messiah has been taken away. It does kind of look like, just in for the listeners, it kind of looks like that their life is almost over. Like a really bad tragedy yeah. has happened. They're sort of crying I think out, it's, out. It's, it's like, like take, take that seal as today and then put a cross there. Is it, isn't it like... Yeah, that would be something you could think like about. People are crying to to Jesus's death, right? but they're not though. They're crying because, because the, the way they're dressed up are very. Uh, yeah, it's very the, the uh, 2000 era. Easter fashion. We really don't know that if it was religious, you can't yeah. say Cause Jesus because yeah. it's just. Well, the it's, it's, uh, it has that setup. Like, I mean, you know. that picture there, and again, you're. Yeah, I was using an adjective yeah, as it looks like tragedy. Yeah, tragedy yeah. or great loss mm. because it's about a sale ending end of, and yeah. some people feel a little bad about it, but then you think about how some people out there who you know put too much into consumerism or too much into products and then they feel you know a great loss or some sort of emptiness that you would associate with the death of a family member, right. the death of Somebody and also, like the FOMO, monetary. That's another thing. Like the FOMO, we touched like the FOMO, fear of missing out. Yeah, yeah. It could be, but you miss out on the latest. Uh, but it's also irony in this because actually, quite frankly, there's not really such thing as sales ending yeah. today, especially in modern trade. There's, there's a new sale. Yeah, every, there's, there's sort of a running joke 
in the UK about these big superstores that sell sofas, right? And these big sort of sofa chains have always got closing down sales. Yeah. But these closing down sales have lasted for like five years, six years, yeah. seven years. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you have a business and your business is called going out of business. <laughs> that was featured in uh, Zohan. Yeah. Yeah, the Zohan we no, Don't mess with the Zohan by uh, Adam Sandler. Sandler. So talking about that. Jewish... Uh, so the Palestinian and the Jewish areas and then the Palestinian, uh, the Jewish people, uh, the, the Jewish uh, um, business owners there, like their shop is called going out of business. And then well, they're selling like crazy, you know, like it's, it's a marketing uh, strategy. Um, of course, right now we got, uh, we used to, when I was young, we used to have the like the summer season like stores, like winter, yeah, like the, and, and then we had the during season. Like this was between, it was for two weeks between season, in between seasons. No, oh, yeah, don't even get started. Now, now you got a fifty-two week uh, fashion, uh, yeah, fashion. Like you get every week, you have you have new items. So when everything becomes limited edition, yeah. what is even a limited edition? That's something that's not limited. limited. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm. But it's all limited. Everything is limited. Yeah. What's original? original? Mm. Yeah, original. My foot. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah. nice looking foot. As well. That was great, man. Is it on sale? sale? Uh, I think so. I got it at uh, what did I get it? Oh, I got it on Taobao. Oh. Get it before the timer runs out, you guys. Fifty percent off, right? Of course. Oh, oh, oh. So hey, now we're going to go here. What okay. else, Haran? Yeah, yeah, what about it? What do you think about this piece? Because I think it's just tragedy. It, it is. It, it, it's, well, definitely it's not the motivate. Uh, well, it, it's, it can be motivative. Maybe they celebrate and then they sell them. Thank the Lord. That could be another thing. They're kind of worshipping the sun, right? Like, like Look at this yeah. sign, it's, it's the, the best, best message. Like this, they're not actually having a sale. Yeah. This is great. The funny <laughs> thing is, like, you don't even see a product there, it's just a message. Well, that's yeah. the point, though, isn't it? Yeah. So that's what right. it's all about. The product doesn't have to be So, good. which is your favorite? Just if you had to pick one, I would pick the seagull eating from the trash. Simple. One, that's it. That's it. Michael, which, which one is your favorite? Um, I'm torn between shop to drop and sell today. I'm torn between those two. Kind of a similar message uh, between the two. Um, to be honest, I I, I do like uh, mobile lovers. As That's well. my favorite, by the way. Yeah. Um, that mobile lovers of me just. That's so right. Make me frustrated because I I kind of want. I don't want it to be true, yeah. but it's true. That's what people do. I have a habit. I have a habit when, when, when I'm having coffee or even now, like, I had my phone here. I don't know why I have it here, but I know Elvis, he has his notes on his phone. I totally accept that. You know, it's not a big problem. When you have your mobile phone far away from us now, you just don't, you want to focus on this moment. Oh, yeah. Same thing goes with me. When I'm having meetings, coffee, whatever with my friends, my phone is always out of sight. It's, it's, it's not on the, the table. table. And 
people say that, oh, uh, you are the most important thing here, but when a notification comes up, until that moment when a notification pops up, right? So yeah, it's, I'm not criticizing. I see that you're checking your notes and it's not that. But when we were together taking photos, I did not see you touch your phone. So, you know, that's old school, man, but you're like really young, but you have that value. And I really appreciate Because I told you, I think I, to, I really agree with that. Yeah. Technology, technology is only designed to make our life easier, mm -hmm. not funner, not better, mm -hmm. not faster easier and it's what we do with it that defines us oh, oh yeah. i can't agree with you more man like convenience yeah is what it's all about mm -hmm. uh, don't get me wrong i I'm, i can't say i advocate no use of cell phones in communication because we how we need communicate now we've got to communicate that way but i use can't get beyond. We were talking about it last week and the previous week. Yeah. Can't I think we'll talk about it more than just having group people together and just doing something that you each love together, chatting yeah. together, socializing, talking, expressing opinion, and it being real. It feels real. A moment. In the moment, you can't and you can't get those moments back. And I also. Uh, experience something as a photographer you know people pause and then you got your camera and you're taking a photo of them and some of those you know subjects would approach you and say oh here's my phone take another photo on my phone um like can't you wait a week or a couple of days can't your instagram account wait a couple of days or, or a week because i like you, uh, the photographer has to process a thousand photos, depending on, on you know, what they're doing. The, yeah, the magnitude of the event, you know, like how popular it is, how, how many days it goes, or like if it's a three, four day thing, that's four, like a thousand, five hundred photos. So they can't wait for the perfect. Yeah, just wait for the or like for the photographers to process those photos, and then the, the organizers to send you the the links, and then just download them from there, like. No, it has to be. I think they want instant just, gratification. Yeah. What are you trying to? Like, I, I'm trying to understand. Also, it makes the. I'm definitely. I'm not competing against. Uh, competing against uh, the phone, um, photos, right? Yeah. No, of course not. If anything, they're lower it's just quality. the wait time. Like you know, they they can't wait. People are like they don't have time to digest the experience like the moment it's always like party uh, photos must go up tonight and that's it you know and then i'm okay i'm like okay i take the box because you're both keen photographers we're not keen oh keen that was going to be my first compliment this year calling me i mean you've given me a lot of enough but you're good, Harat. You're good. I'm all right. Isn't you good, everybody? Yeah, man. Harat, you're the best. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Um, do you feel like when you were taking pictures of people during a party or celebration, do you feel like when it... What was when it from a photographer's perspective? Um... You see, like, a lot of, like, fake smiles, like, 
facial reactions for the photograph and then yeah. suddenly it goes back to sort of normal so that okay photographer's in oh yeah uh, and then back to like how often do you see that is every, it is every it, time every time yeah it's, just, it's a natural and people have been trained to smile when they see a camera because they know we only take photos of things we want to remember so yeah, they want to this remember is the same smiling. for me. Um, when, when I'm in events, events like when, when I'm shooting events, um, the purpose is to capture that memorable moment. And a couple of years from now, five years from now, when people look back and see how happy they were or how what what their psychology was, and I want to preserve that moment as much as. But my theory, my theory is this: though. in I, that moment, in that moment, they're like, I don't judge. I don't. I don't judge that. As soon as the pictures no, being taken, it's straight back to their phones again. That's not for. I don't have time to. Pro I. I have to. I have like seconds with with people, and I want to make the best out of that and not mess up with my photos. So. Uh, if they uh, also, uh, some people want to take photos or they don't feel that they're in the mood, so they have to fake it. Those are details, minor details. Yeah. But for me, what I focus on is just to get the right shot. Composition. That's yeah. The comp the composition. A lot of event photography are uh, is is repetition because you get a spot and people are pausing. There's like a red copper thing. Um, but how they feel that moment. Um, it's not on me. I do crack a couple of jokes to make them laugh, and some of them uh, loosen up. Who who connect with me, they get the right photos. And sometimes people don't like uh, their their head is not. They're not listening to me, to whatever I'm saying. Like, and it's hard. So I just shoot the shutter, you know, button, and that's it. Yeah, that's good to hear. Wow. Yeah, if, if, you if you want, want to get, get into, into the psychology, psychology of smiles, good luck with that. that. <laughs> I'm not a can of worms I don't want to dig into. Say thank you, uh, thank you, Banksy, if yep. you're listening, <laughs> for creating such uh, a deep and meaningful uh, few topics there. Um, I think what we'll do now is we'll have a little break and. Uh, Please join us for part three, where we'll be uh, we'll be asking many many more questions uh, and many more responses yeah. from Elvis. Yeah. We're gonna grill you, man. Oh, man. And, uh, Medium rare, please.